You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, Dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank, presented by iHeartRadio, right here on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, Seth Levitt with my main man, OJ McDuffie, Juice. We are back in the Wingfield living room. Man, back in the building, Big Seth. It's been too yeah. long. Man, you know, one thing I always say, Seth, is that you know, one thing us former players miss is being in the building. Being in the building. Not much other stuff other than Sundays and paydays, but being in the building is one of those things we miss. You know well, we're going to find out how true that is with our guest here today, Rashad Jones. Welcome to the tank. What's up, man? How you feeling? I feel pretty good, man. Have Happy you been be in here. this building yet? No, nah, uh, this is my second time here. I haven't really toured the building yet, but okay. it, it looked dope. It looked dope. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Matt, well, yeah, I mean, you helped build it. And a lot of us helped build this building, you know what For I mean? Sure. What we went through, I mean, we didn't we weren't at St. Thomas, but we were definitely in Davie. And right, Davie right. changed a lot from when I got there he the, the original day to, you know, when you actually were there too. So yeah, it's a lot different now. That's what's up. Yeah, it's unbelievable, man. The thing that got me the most was that that wall they have where you can simulate, you can basically watch film and everybody's life size. Yeah. Right, right, right. Sick. Yeah. It's absolutely Looking sick. Fronts and things. Yeah, I, I, you got to get a tour. I feel like you got to know somebody. Oh, I could. Yeah. I just never had a chance okay. to come get a tour yet. <laughs> well, you're here. You're here. Yeah. So look, I'm going to get this out of the way right now. Number one, this is an uncomfortable subject for me because I'm a Florida guy. So this is a little awkward for me to get into this. But number two, Juice and I need to keep the boss happy, and Ann Noland is a bulldog, right? She's, she's, she's a Georgia gal, so I need to ask you if you follow your squad and how you're feeling about two national championships in a row. Feel good, man. I think uh, we finally got our just due. You know what I mean? We got a great coach over there in Kobe Smart who's handling that program really well. And, um, I mean, we deserve it, man. You know what I mean? Those guys put the work in. I think we got many more to come. I think that's not it. I think we, I was I think afraid got, you were going to say yeah. that, man. <laughs> I think we got a couple more coming down the road. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing right there. You know what I mean? They've overtaken, honestly, they've overtaken the Clemsons and, of course, the Alabamas. And within the SEC, the Gators have been a non-factor for a while. Come Big on, South. man. You didn't have to go there. You know what I mean? I had to go there. I had to go there. You know I had to go there. But, man, I think Georgia is the place to be other than, you know, Penn State. <laughs> yeah, we are the powerhouse. We are the powerhouse right now. Yeah, we yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. It, it feels right good now. to be the king, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it do. It do. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had back to back, but that was like back in history. Yeah, back in yeah, long time ago. But it's okay. You had it. Well, you had back to back. I appreciate that. It's hard that. for me to, to spit that out, but uh, congratulations. Well, I appreciate that. But you know, since Big Seth brought it up, you know, let's let's kind of stay on this Georgia thing for a minute. You're an Atlanta kid who happened to be a top-rated high school safety in the country, and Georgia obviously did their job and, and kept you home, right? But from what I understand, you actually considered leaving school after your sophomore year, then you eventually did after your junior year. Now, what, what went into that decision that you might have left after your sophomore year, but then you decided to stay and go after your junior uh, year? I, th I, th I thought I was ready um, after my sophomore year, and um, I talked to Coach Rick, which is a great dude. You know, he, he get guys prepared on the field and off the field. You know, he he, he mold uh, young boys into men, you know what I mean? And um, I went and had a conversation with him and he said, he looked me in my eyes and told me, he said, hey Rashad, man, I, I don't think you have fulfilled everything on the college level. I think there's more that you need to do, you know, on this level to prepare you for the next level. And I, uh, and I, I respect him and I took his word, you know, and I came back in uh, another year and I played pretty well, you know, and everything worked out. Well, I was going to ask you that because it, it worked out, but I, I thought that, you know, you 
probably should have been drafted higher. Do you think if you were to stay one more year, maybe it'd been a better chance of for jumping sure. in the draft? Yeah, for sure. But I think by me being a fifth round draft pick, you know, that that carried a chip on my mm-hmm. shoulder. You know, um, from from the day I stepped foot on this in this organization, you know, I, I had something to prove. I felt like, you know, I looked at all the guys that went before me. You know, I think we had one of the best safety classes in NFL history. If you go back and look at the guys that came out when I came out, Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, we had a list of guys. So I was looking at all those guys, look at their numbers, and look what they done on the college level, on the collegiate level, and was wondering, hey, I was all SEC with Eric Berry. Right. He's Tennessee. Yeah, he went to Tennessee. Yeah. You know, um, I was wondering, hey, why, why am I being a fifth-round draft pick? So I think that kind of, you know, propelled my career um, in the NFL. Like I said, carried me with that chip on my shoulder, and I had something to prove coming into the NFL. How long did you carry that? Because we, you know, yeah. we'll talk about Zach Thomas, who was also a fifth-round pick, yeah. and he said he could name all 18 linebackers that were drafted ahead of him. There were 18 linebackers chosen before him in the draft, and he knew their names in order for years, yeah, you know, after he had become an all pro and everything, you know, here he is in the Hall of Fame. We'll have to ask him if he can remember all 18. Still, right. But, uh, uh, you know, how long did you carry that chip? Or was there a point in time where you were uh, like, to my, whole, to my whole career, man, I, I, I feel like I always had something to prove. You know, I always had something to prove. Being a fifth round, it, it just didn't sit well with me. You know, um, I had a second, third round grade coming out. You know what I'm saying? And we still don't know. I met with Chris Greer. Uh, he flew down to Georgia, had a meeting with me. It was like, hey, man, um, why are these guys in front of you? You know what I mean? I wonder the same thing, you know, and I never could figure it out. Did so. you say that? I thought you were yeah. supposed to know why they're in front of me. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Should, right. Said, he was probably asking director that question. Right. college right. scouting at that point. Right, right. but he told me, like, man, these guys, they, they're not on your level. And that, that kind of so sunk in. we stole in. you in the fifth round then. Yeah, Obviously, for sure. We for stole sure. you. I like it. For Hell sure. yeah. But I made it up, man. I made it up. You know, um, I'm blessed, you know, playing 10 years in this NFL, playing in, in this league. You know, a lot of guys don't get to play 10 years in the league, you know, but by me playing 10 years for one franchise, that was – that's, that's huge. You yeah, know what I mean? we yeah, want to talk, talk about, about that. that for sure, for sure. <laughs> and if you're keeping tabs on Chris Greer's wins, apparently this is another one. Right. You know? And he wasn't GM at the time. Right. That's pretty cool. So yeah. he flew down. You guys had a face-to-face conversation. Yeah, we did. We did. How about that? So he heard what he wanted to hear, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is so cool. Well, there was another guy in the building that was making decisions at that point in time. And so your first coach as an NFL player was Tony Sperano. Yep. And actually had for two years, right? He was here for, for your first two years. And he was... He was known as a tough guy coach. You're known as a tough physical player. Was that like a match made in heaven, or did his personality help you evolve into the player you became? i give you a funny story about uh, Coach Sperano. Rest in peace, uh, Tony Sperano, man. Great dude. So when I came here, when I got drafted here, it was Yermai Bell, Tyrone Culver, Chris Clemens. Um, we brought in John Amaya and myself. Right. We were the two guys that came in. Tony Sperano, the last preseason game, I had I had a, a heel contusion. My heel was like sore, real sore. I couldn't play. Tony Sperano brought me upstairs. He said, um, you know, when you when you when you got to go upstairs to see the head coach, right. that's not a good right. thing. Never not a good thing. Playbook, though. That's, a lot of reasons. That's, that's not, not a good, good thing. thing. You get what I'm saying? So I'm I'm young player coming in. I'm like, man, what the head coach want me for? You get what I'm saying? So I go upstairs, you know, sit face to face with Tony Sperano. He said, hey Rashad, listen, right now you're the weakest link. I was like, what? I'm looking at him eye to eye. He's like, you're the weakest link. I'm like, what you mean? He said, we got five safeties. Only four are going to make this team. And right now, John Amaya's playing hard on special teams. He's going crazy. Uh, uh, Yermai Bell is a veteran guy. He's going to be here. He, he ran down the list. I'm like, damn. You know, we got the same major. And I called Joe Siegel like, mm-hmm. hey, bro, they, they're about to cut me. He said, I don't think so, man. Yeah, they are. You know what I'm saying? He brought me upstairs and let me know what it was. 
But what Tony Sperano was doing was he seen more in me. Mm. Like Joel said, he didn't he didn't want to cut me. He seen more in me. He wanted me to give a little bit more, you know, special team wise. You know, coming in from University of Georgia, I never really I came in to play safety. Right. I didn't know the importance of playing special teams. So if it's young guys out there listening, hey man, get get next to those special team coaches. Yes, sir. And and you can get a job in this NFL. You can get a job, make a, you can make a living in this league playing special teams, you know. And I didn't know how special that was, you know, um, by playing special team. I thought you had to make the team by being a starter or a backup. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he put the, the the motor on my back to, you know, continue to push harder and, and be the starter and be the player I was. I got to give a lot of credit to Tony Sperano for sure. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. I also, you know, we ha- I think with Kendall Langford was on and he said he got called in. Somebody told us he always had the lights down because he had the thing with, you know, remember he wore he the sunglasses. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Right, but people, if you didn't know there was a condition, <laughs> they just thought it was like they were being brought like into a, the like back room. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Had a seat, you know, a little right. tough guy there. Right. So I can imagine you as a young guy, and you are a young guy because, you know, you came out as a junior. Yeah, I was 22 years old, you know what I mean? I didn't know nothing about the, the oh, logistics man. of being in the NFL and how to cut in and making the team right. work. You know, I'm just here putting in work, learning as much as I can, and, you know, try to make it happen. You know, and my, by me being a fifth-round draft pick, I knew nothing was promised, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. I, like this. And and you look in the locker room, at that time, they was cutting, um, cutting guys left and right. You know, you come in your locker room one day, next day, somebody gone, you right. know what I'm saying? You're oh, like, yeah. whoa. Don't become too shit. good of friends with anybody. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This shit's serious. <laughs> yes, it is. So, um, yes, you know, Sperano did put the, the motor in my on, on my back, man, to kind of push it and, oh, and make it happen. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to tell you what, man. I, I, I was brought in for teams for the most part. I got here, it was like Duper and Clayton and Urban Fryer. All these wide receivers are already on the on the list. And even though I was, you know, Seth always liked to bring up a first-round pick, he always, he you likes know, to relate still, to the fifth I still round had guy to make sure on his shoulder. Yeah, he was first round yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First I round, first you, round you, you gonna be? Too. I seen a couple get cut. Yeah, you are gonna yeah. be around for at least three, four years. Yeah, right. You are first round. You got a chance. You got a chance. You got a better chance. But go ahead, make your point. Yeah, but I'm saying special teams, like like I was talking about, man. Is that those teams were how I knew my bread was gonna be buttered at the beginning until I got my shot. So your point is well taken, man. Those last few roster spots when they're fighting for that 53. You know, the special teams guy is the guy that, that goes to the table. Like Mike Westhoff, even though I, I thought I had a decent preseason, I definitely had a good one as a return guy. But Mike Westhoff that guy with the special teams coach that everybody was next to. Yeah. You know, you know, if he said something, you, we had a guy, James Saxon, he was the first one in the meeting 15 minutes early and the last one to leave. He's always talking with Mike. And he, he's hung around for a decade doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Special teams coach, like you talked about, is always the way to go, man. It's huge, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you huge. talked about it a little bit, man. We sit back. When I sit back and look at you know, your 10 years, you know, in the Orange and Aqua, it's really unbelievable. And one of the things that, you know, cool things that I see is that how you're kind of, you know, a bridge between an era of the Dolphins where the fans, especially the younger fans, and kind of like where the current team is now. And so we're, we're talking about that, and I'm sure there are a lot of fond memories of you you know, with, with the team back then, and then how you kind of bridge that gap to where you guys are kind of now. For us, well, it's like I'm talking about like your, your memories as a Dolphin and how, as coming as the rookie years you talked about to your, your last years, uh, your tenth year in, how things have kind of changed within the organization. For and you. the guys, and right? The guys I mean, I well. think about I mean, you. It changed a lot for me. Oh my, I'm sorry. No, to no, no. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. you showed up on this team like it was who who was on this team? Yeah. Channing Crowder, Crowder was still playing. Ronnie, Ricky. Yeah, you know what I mean. Think about that. Guys like that, Cam Wake, and of course JT came back. I think after your second year, or, right? He yeah, did. Yeah, he did. And so there's some guys there and now, and now X, and you got a chance to play with X. 
later in that situation. You had some guys all the way in between. There's got to be a dozen guys on this current yeah. team that you played with. So yeah. it's it's interesting, you know, to, that you've I mean, it transformed. That. It, it transformed a lot for me. Um, like I said, I probably had six head coaches in 10 years, you know, some crazy stuff. Um, don't, don't remind us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please, as Dolph fans, man, that's a tough one. Enough. Uh, we're trying to yeah. get a little stability. We never, we, I never had a stable group, you know what I'm saying? It was this cornerback at one period of time, this cornerback at one period of time, this safety coming in, this safety. So it was hard to play complimentary football, you know what I mean, at that time by so many changes, so many head coaches. You know, another head coach that come in, they bring their guys and their right. coaching staff and who they want. And Yeah, I was going to ask you that. That's a good point. Now, is that philosophy-wise that they change up with the, you know, like the corners because they got a different style, maybe press. Or yeah, for sure. Cover three or a lot of man. Yeah, for but sure. But the fact that you're able to transcend all those different philosophies at the safety position that like you did, be able to cover, cover in the slot, cover deep, be down the box. I mean, that yeah. that showed you. Yeah, I mean, I was a versatile count. safety, bro. Yeah. I'll play free safety and strong. A lot of guys see me as a strong safety, but if we go back and look at the tape and look at the numbers, you know, I made a lot of plays in the center field. You know, I had 22 interceptions. You get what I'm saying? Right. And um, I probably, one of my friends just, just uh, brought it to my attention that I'm the second leading um, tackle in Dolphin history. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah, talk about yeah, that. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, he's producing yeah, our show yeah, now. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, didn't, I, I, I never knew. The guy knew. who's first is uh, getting a gold jacket. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of big. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of history here. That's that's big time. That's big time. You know what I mean? So I put the work in. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I maximized my opportunity and every chance I got at carrying it with that chip on my shoulder. Yeah, but I, I, I just, um, and maybe what I'm sensing, Juice, is that for you, this was just the body of work. This is what you did. You showed up to work, and you put one day in front of the next. The next thing you know, there was a 10-year career. But for fans, you know, we kind of put these, there's like eras of Dolphins football. And so Travis will always say when we have certain guests, he's like, oh, my God, that's my fondest memory. So, you know, if you're a fan in your 20s to early 30s, you think of the JT and Zach Crowder, Ronnie Ricky. You play with some of those guys. Right. And then if you're a fan now and you cheer for the current team, you play with X, you play with Sealer, you play with – I mean, there's – there's like I said, it's got to be at least a dozen guys that were on this team this past year that you played with. So yeah. do you even think about the fact that you've bridged almost two generations of, of Dolphins football? I really don't, man. I just had my head down, to be honest, man. I had on blinders, man. I knew um, once you make it to this lead at a certain point, I know it's a business. So. Yeah. I put my head down and there wasn't no plan B for me. You know what I mean? It was football, plan A. I'm going to make it. Right. I'm, I'm going to make it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I went I went hard at it and the rest was history. And You know, you mentioned it earlier. I mean, it makes sense, though. Most guys get less than three years, Big Seth. And sometimes when you get more than that, it's multiple organizations. So that gives you that, that bridge opportunity. Kind of like myself. I got nine here with the Dolphins, same yeah. team. And then, you know, you start off with the old guys I just talked about until I was that old guy, you know what I mean? And you got guys like, you know, you till green and you, these youngins coming in all the way. So I, I get what you're talking about. You with just mentioned Duper Clayton Duper Marino Clayton. that you Correct. played with. And you were in the last time, the, the playoff game with Lamar Smith falling over the goal Correct. line there and in overtime. So it's, for sure. it's pretty cool when you guys do that. Do you ever, and I guess we just kind of talked about it, you kept your head down, but a decade-long career, only wore one uniform, like, how connected do you feel to this franchise? And what are Sundays like for you now? Uh, Sundays chill for me now, man. I, I, I love Sundays. I don't got to go out there and <laughs> you are, get yeah, these you shoulders. You don't wake up sore on Monday. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't got to go out there and bang these shoulders up. You know, I've had two so shoulder surgeries. I still love the game. I still love to watch it. The guys that play that I know, you know, I still cheer for them. 
Sunday's real chill for me, man. It's my chill day, you know what I'm saying? I, I love watching the game and stuff. I, I don't know, Rashad. You just told me Sunday's are your, are your daughter's day. That's her. It's her weekend, bro. So yeah. don't try to act like it's your day. Bro. Don't give me that. Don't. <laughs> she don't like to watch the games with me now. She's getting to the age where she loves being with her mom a little bit more. You know, they do girly things. So, you know, I have a little time to kind of relax and, and, and chill out. But, um, yeah, I love spending time with my daughter, too. But, man, I love watching the game, man. Football is just a part of me, man. I, I, I love the game. You know what I'm saying? So I love to, uh, still watching it and, and cheer the guys that, that I play with. Love to cheer them on. Yeah, I know. I know that's right. Let, let's talk some more about the decade of your Dolphins' dominance, Rashad. So we talked about it a little bit. You realize this, obviously, because the buddy brought it up that, you know, you are second, you know, on the team in tackles behind a guy that's, like Seth says, going to Hall of Fame, Zach Thomas, and that you have more defensive touchdowns than any other Dolphin not named Jason Taylor. Did you know that? Uh, I think so. Okay, you knew that one <laughs> I think too. So. so you were definitely doing some work. I mean, yeah. You talked about it, a decade long of work, but man, those some those those some hell of guys to be you know sitting number. Sometimes number two ain't too bad in situations. You're right. You're right. But I I never looked at it like that, man. I just went out there, put the work in. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to break records or, you know, I was just being me. You know what I'm saying? Going out there doing what I know how to do and you know playing within the system and playing with the guys that we have. You know what I'm saying? I was just being myself, and that's how it came out. You know what I'm saying? But I did put the work in, like I say, preparation meet opportunity. During the offseason, you know, I got one of the best trainers it is, and David Alexander down South Miami. Are you still working out? Yeah, I still work out with him. Shoot, yeah, I look, I'm about to say he looks like he still play. No, he said, well, 11 o'clock, that's when I'm, I'm working out. I'm like, working out? Come on, enjoy your life. But thank you for adjusting oh, nah, your no schedule. Oh, no problem. No you know? problem. So I hope he doesn't make you run extra laps. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we just, we just trying to stay healthy now, you know what I mean? He's like, I'm paying him. He's yeah, not going right. to make me run extra right. laps. Yeah, but I put the work in, man. I put the work in. Like I said, preparation do me opportunity, so I put that work in, and I gave it all I had for those two. Are you still trying to play? No, nah, I mean, I think I still got a little bit left in me, but I think There's some I, leagues out I, there now that can use a vet, the so good I, vet. So I know a lot of people don't know, um, you know, what happened or why I went away or why I stopped playing, but um, I had a neck injury. My spinal cord shortened, and um, they wanted to go in and fuse it. I'm saying, so the Dolphins let me go. My 10th season, my daughter's still here. If I go play somewhere, I have to go have a surgery, first off, recover for, uh, for six months and then leave my family and, and stuff like that. I said, I think it's about time for me to kind of, you know, hang it up. Um, I, I definitely could have went and had the surgery and, and, and give it a shot, give it another shot. But a neck injury at 10 years in, right. I think I'm actually- your life ahead of you still. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to still better play with my kids and, you know, move around a little bit. Well, they say you're playing on house money at that point, man. You get a decade in. So that was 2019, right? You started the season, played a few games, and went on IR, I think. Yep. And then prior to 2020 is when you were faced with those decisions. Yep. And in preparing for this, I read an article. It was in the Palm Beach Post. Joe Shad, uh, I guess, caught up with you. And it was a really cool interview because it was, at that moment, I think you were reflecting on a decade-long career. And you said you had no regrets, that you know you, you think that you proved yourself as a fifth round pick, which is also one of those things, like here's 10 years in and he's making sure that you still know. So that told me, okay, that's been something you've been carrying with you your whole career. But then you said something. You said, I had a great career. I had a Hall of Fame career, I think. You know, I just wasn't on a Hall of Fame team at the time. And I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, Rashad. And he's like, nah, go look at like Troy Polamalu, you know, look at him. And I was like, okay, now come on, man. So then I went and did it. I was like, all right, Rashad's telling me in this article to go look. So I did it. So Juice, I'm going to read some numbers to you. So Rashad had 10 seasons in, Polamalu had 12. Polamalu had 32 interceptions. Now this says 21, you said 22, but you know, so you had 21 or 22 interceptions. You returned four of those for touchdowns. He had three returned for touchdowns. You had seven fumble recoveries. 
Troy Palomalu had seven fumble recoveries. You returned two of them for touchdowns, so did he. He had 783 tackles, you had 776, 10 and a half sacks, he had 12. That's pretty comparable numbers, Drew. Same work, two less seasons. I mean, that's pretty comparable numbers. Better work, someplace. And now you got the hair, too. So <laughs> <laughs> I know he had the hair. But, yeah, I, you know, and then people could go argue this, that, or position and scheme and all those other things. But I'll be honest with you, when I read it, I was like, all right, I love, I love, one of the things I love about this game is, like, you guys have to believe in yourselves. You can't go play this game right. and not believe in yourself. So I love that. I love that bravado. But I, I, I'll be honest, full transparency, I was like, Troy Palomalu, really? And then I looked at it, and I was like, shit, that's not as, there's no disparity there that I was expecting. So when you think about that, and when you see the accolades that others are getting, does it just, is it just a sense of pride? Do you carry any kind of like, I don't don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say not jealousy, but do you kind of sense sometimes, maybe in the same way that you did when you were wondering why you were picked in the fifth round when these guys, you know, you were, on the same level as these I other I think players. about it sometimes, but those guys were great too. Troy Palomalu, he was on a winning team, Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? So that makes a difference in this league when you yeah. when you win it. You know, the, the main goal is to win in this league, and that's that's really why I was playing so hard, you know what I mean, and, and going out there doing what I was doing because I just wanted to win, yeah. you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I just wanted to win. I think that winning, I mean, without a doubt, gives so many players opportunities to get the accolades that they deserve because yeah. a lot of times you look out at it, you, you look around, and some of these teams have these great players, I've, I'm a football fan, and I haven't heard of them because the team is as bad right. at times. Right. You know what I mean? But when they get this shine, when they're on on Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, in the playoffs, then, they, then that's how you see these guys get all the accolades. And then yeah, you but the splash be the plays were there, though. Yeah, the they, they were. They were. But, uh, but the team is But you got to be politicking. You got to yeah. be in the media. You gotta, it's, it's, it's a lot to come with all that stuff. <laughs> that you know what I'm saying? I was just here to, for, for work, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just here to win and, 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 and do what I need to do for the Dolphins. So if we're reflecting upon your career like this, I want to go back to something you said. It's in, it's in 2018. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, there was an incident in the Jets game, and I'm, I don't care about folks on what or what or why it happened, but in the days that followed, you were asked by a member of the media what you want Dolphin fans to know about you. And you said, among other things, that you want them to understand that you played your ass off for this team for nine years. Can you tell us what it meant to be, like you talk about, a, a Dolphin your entire career? Because I know what it means to me. And, you know, why you, you talk about why you worked that way and why you played that way. But, you know, why did you do everything you could for this team and this fan base? I love South Florida, man. They took me in. You know what I mean? It felt like home. I had some great coaches, too, man. I got to give a lot of uh, thanks and shout out to uh, Coach Anaromo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's in Coach Lou. Coach Lou. You know what I'm saying? I think that's one of my best DB coaches I've ever had. You know what I'm saying? And I know and I start learning the business of the NFL. You know, the more you win, the more you keep your guys around. And, and I was looking at that. The reason why we was getting so many head coaches and, and it was so many changes early on in my career because we was losing. You know, three years and they out. You know, um, Joe Feldman, three years out. Adam Gates, three years and out. So I started to look at the repetitiveness of what was going on. I'm like, hey, we got to win. If we want to keep these guys, you know, here, we're going to have to win. You know, so that was that was the main focus and, and, and that, that had a lot, a, a lot to do with it. Yeah. And you're from you're from Georgia. I know a lot of guys that played here went back to Georgia. They live still there. So you decided to stay yeah, in South Florida. Atlanta, yeah. Oh yeah, man. Once you come to South Florida, man, it ain't it ain't nowhere to go, <laughs> man. You sound like him. A lot of guys go back. Ronnie went back. Randy McMichael went back. Yeah. A lot of those guys go back. Yeah, man. Ain't nowhere to go. Once you come to South Florida, for one, I tell people, man, the weather's always nice here. Yeah. Uh, it's no state taxes, so if you're working for working purposes, those checks look a little different. You look a little different. You know what I mean? And it's so multicultural, man. You get different vibes here. You know what I'm saying? You you can go all over you know you got dominican spanish you got what whatever you want here you know what i'm saying and different vibes and 
clubs or, or food, you know, good eating. I mean, I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we live South Florida feel like home. Right? <laughs> but I don't, it doesn't sound like he's leaving anytime soon. Well, look, I know that you pushed your workout for us, and so I appreciate you spending this time. We are going to let you get back to, to go getting, getting your, uh, your, your swole on. Having uh, said that, no good football game or good podcast ends without a two-minute drill. So we're going to run you through what we call the fish tank two-minute drill. We're going to put two minutes on the clock. I don't know who's got us. Mike's got us? Okay. Or JT's got us. Someone does. But we'll fire some questions at you. We'll have fun with it. And um, Juice always says with the offensive guys, you got, you know, you guys really try to manipulate the clock, use your timeouts, yeah. find a way to get in the end zone. <laughs> Defensive guys are just trying to get the fuck off the field. That's it. So, yeah. That's it. <laughs> right. So, we got two minutes on the clock. I think you're going to kick it off. All right. Yeah. I'll kick it off right here. All right. Ready? Here we go. Rashad Monquez Jones. That's it. Is there a better middle, middle name in the history of the Miami Dolphins? I don't think it is. Can't be, right? <laughs> I don't I mean, think I'm it James, is. I'm James, so I do it. That's terrible. You, you don't win. My quest is unique now. My quest is unique. It is. It is. Who unique. gave you that? Uh, I think it was my mom. Okay. Yeah. So we'll still talk about names. Your IG account is Mr. Jones underscore G5. And that G5, there's a hashtag G5 in almost every post that you have. Yeah. You got to tell us what's going on with the G5. Just me being a fly guy, you know what I'm saying, flying around the field, put my clothes on, looking nice. The guys, uh, I think it was 2016, Brent Grimes, one of the cornerbacks, he said, man, it was a plane going over the, uh, over the practice field, and I think I got an interception or something that day. Brent Grimes was like, G5 Jones. Oh, there it is. Oh, I love so it. So Brent Grimes gave you that name. I think Brent Grimes was the first one to kind of uh, start the G5 thing, man. And, and I ran with everybody from then on. It's like G5, G5, you know what I'm saying? And, and they kind of fit. <laughs> and that's good. You got somebody else gave you a nickname. Yeah, somebody, that's right. Some people give themselves one. It's yeah, this right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, now the guy started. different when you do that. <laughs> you mentioned this a little earlier, you know, and most people don't know, but, you know, you and I share the same agent in Joel Siegel. Now, my old ass was one of Joel's first clients. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, uh, and of course, you know, you signed with him years later, but who had the better Joel? Me, when he was a young, hungry rookie, or you, you know, had the old guy that was seasoning the veteran Joel Siegel? I think I had I had the better Joel. He was turned up when I got him. He was, <laughs> Joel was turned up when I got him. Great dude, man. Great yeah. guy, man. But I think I had the better Joel. I think I had the, got the better end. It was so funny, man. You know, you heard his voice, and it's kind of like, this dude's uh, he's an older guy, you know what I mean? He showed up this young G, man, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, well, you broke him in. I did. You broke him in. All right, I last did. question, because we're Great dude, great dude, by the way. Okay, you're going to be, we talked about Chris Greer earlier. Now he is the GM. You're going to play Chris Greer here. If you were building the all-time greatest secondary in Miami Dolphins history, Corners, nickels, strong and free safeties. I want to know who you got. Start with the corners. The greatest secondary in Dolphins history. Oh, man. You're going to put me on the spot like that. On the spot. It's a two-minute drill. Get us <laughs> off the field. Man, you got to go with uh, maybe Pat Sertain. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to help you out. Him or Lewis Oliver. Ooh. Then you probably have to go with X at one of the other corners. I think it was maybe Jack was uh, the safety. Jake Scott. Jake Scott, yeah. Look at you. You got to go with yourself, man. No, but he put Jake on there. I yeah. love it. That's okay. it. There, yeah. it there it is. That's Boom. the two-minute drill. I was like, wow, he's not putting yeah. himself on there. Yeah, 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 but the yeah. G5 landed in the greatest safety team. <laughs> but, but that's pretty impressive, though. Some Dolphins history. That's really he good. Had, he went all the way really back to good, Jake man. Scott, Lewis Oliver. That was really good. And Pat Sertan. So Pat's going to like that. He's definitely going to love that. I don't man. know if you'll see Coach Madison out here, so we'll have to duck him on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you. You, you know, I, there was no hesitation. I hit him up on Instagram, 
Awesome. Stuff. Mr. Jones underscore G5. Hit him up on Instagram. And you're like, yeah, I'm all about it. So, and and, and he's a man of his word. So I yeah, appreciate you, you hanging out with us. I knew OJ was here, man. You know what I mean? It was a no-brainer for me. I man. always leave with Juice because I can't get anybody on the damn show. <laughs> hey, Rashad, thanks for diving in, bro. Nah, no problem, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course, y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, never been that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to never been that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you never been that fish tank. Rockin' with OJ and Seth when you never been that fish tank. Okay, this one for them diehards. Celebrate big or cry hard. Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard. Old school, a new school, mix it in. Feeling like we up close when we listening. Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end. We vibing with our favorite players, no secret. We get with Seth and McDuffie. Bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphins fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in. Fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank.